Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Talk of the Town Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I'm joined by my good friend, Vice Chairman, Mr. Matt Carrington. Matty, you all right, mate? How you doing? Uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually quite philosophical today. Uh, I went home last night, had a bit of a sulk. Uh, Apologise <laughs> to the, the wife uh, for that, because I, I wasn't the best of companies. Uh, she went to bed, left me to myself. Uh, after about an hour or two, I thought, nah, let's go to bed. Woke up this morning. And do you know what? I'm actually quite happy. I mean, let's face it, you know, um, in the... the couple of uh months of well, a couple of months see over a year we've had joe on board you know the progress we've made is amazing so yeah all in all gotta be lost absolutely gotta be lost obviously uh but yeah still uh excited about the future how about yourself uh yeah i'm i'm all right mate actually obviously for those that don't know leighton town three dunstable town one uh last night as we sit here recording this on a wednesday evening um yeah i'm all right mate i mean it was a it was a game i was standing with quite a few of the leighton fans for a little bit of first half and all of the second half and it was a game of fine margins and we were all chatting away throughout the game and they were like my god you know especially when it when it went one nil you know i thought you know that was against the run of play i thought the first 10 15 minutes we had a bit of the ball we had a couple of chances they had a bit of the ball they had a couple of chances it was pretty much end-to-end kind of thing then they got that free kick and uh we where i was standing we were like oh, anything on the anything that skids off the service here in front of the keeper yes, could be you. trouble because of the weather you know literally purely because of the weather and you know next thing you know we find ourselves one nil down and that's exactly what happened but full credit to the lads you know what i mean got ourselves back in the game with a penalty uh, if you're going to want a guy going in for a, for a challenge to get a penalty, it's cruelly. Let's just say that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I thought I thought we played well, mate. I thought we played. I thought we played well. I mean, it was brave of Joe to go three up front. Yeah, uh, not not many teams are going to go to late and they go. Do you know what? We're going to we're going to go three up front. You know, Kelvin, Faulkner, Webby. You know, so that was that was brave. We tried to get on the front foot. Well, we did get on the front foot. Um, considering we were missing. Uh, Dunny and Smudge, uh, centre midfield. I thought Rory and Harry Beaumont, you know, filled in tremendously. Oh, they, well. they, mate. they were they were tremendous. Obviously, Rory got man in a match. I thought Harry was unbelievable. He nearly scored a blooming goal of his life. That I knew you were standing <laughs> right behind that just whistled yeah. past the stanchion of the goal. So, yeah, I'm okay, mate. I mean, I was standing next to uh, one of the Leighton Town fans. I think he's something to do with their under 18s. And even he was saying to us, he goes, God, this game could go anyway. But it was one all. He goes, I can see this. Whoever gets the next goal, I can see this going 2-2. I can see you scoring. And I see, he, he, you couldn't really call how the game was going to go. And fair play to Leighton, you know what I mean? They scored the two goals that they scored to win the game. Well, you're, you're not going to see many better at this level. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you know, the second goal was tremendous. The third right. goal was a really good finish. Not going to sit here and say, do you know what? Oh, yeah, well, they got this bit of luck and that bit of luck. No, I've, you know, I thought um, overall they probably deserved a win because they, you know, they were a bit more ruthless in front of goal. But... You know, on another day, that you know, them chances, you know, they could fall to, you know, one that Webby, we had a chance at 2-1, yeah. just inches past the post. That makes it 2 all with, you know, what, 10 minutes to go. And it could be a completely different story. I, I said last night to Joe, it's a game of fine margins. And, you know, it was on Leighton's side last night. Fair play to him, you know what I mean? Like I chatted to quite a lot of their fans. Um Next to where we were standing down by their dugout second half, and they were the, they were the same as like, well, this is such a close game, and you know, shook our hands after the game and said, you know mm-hmm. what, 
good luck for the rest of the season. I said the same to them. I said, look, good luck. You know what I mean? You're top now. Joe's always said it's 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 theirs to lose. And, yeah. you know, it's, it is now theirs to lose. They're top of the league. And, you know, let's see what happens with 10 games to go. But as for us, you know, super impressed with our guys. You know what I mean? I thought at the back, I thought we played really well. I mean, like you say, the goals we conceded, you can't really... Can't blame anyone, you know what I mean? It, you know, even Joe was saying you, know, you can't really say anything in the build-up. It was just too great. Sometimes you just got to sit him out. I don't know about you, and just go. Do you know what? They were two very good goals, and yeah, chance right. a couple yeah. of lads at work today who, who saw the game, and they were like, "Yeah, two very good goals." And I don't know what you think, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, let's face it. Um, we we potentially lost against the, the potential league winners, you know, and but we sit here having already taken three points off them. So you know, we sit here. Yeah, nearly at the end of the season, in a, a very strong position, we're still searching for promotion. And yeah, in terms of the game last night, yeah, I, you couldn't sum it up better, mate. I mean, at one-one at half time, do you know what? I was like, yeah, do you know what? This could go anyway. And um, we come out in the second half. We had a couple of chances, and um, but then obviously when they got the second goal, you know, we're chasing the game because let's face it, we knew we had to get the result. And as a, as a result, that then stretches it a bit further, um, which obviously allows them to to get in the back and. Yeah, obviously get that third goal. And don't get me wrong, I was guided. I was guided. And, but to be fair, I mean, like here, I was, I was next to uh, Leighton Fair myself. He I didn't quite catch his name, but he had a, a pink and blue hat on. And again, he was, you know, very complimentary of the way we play football, asking about a couple of players that we had that obviously used to play for uh, themselves. Um, he mentioned about Webby because he remembers seeing Webby play for them and said, you know, how much of a better complete player he is now in comparison to where he was there uh, previously. Um, yeah, and as he said, you know, you know, once he starts getting a few more goals, he, he reckons that it's, you know, uh, Webby's going to start rattling them in on a weekly basis, which is great to hear. But yeah, I mean, you know, I was obviously talking to him and said, you know, same as you, good luck for the rest of the season. It is theirs to lose, you know, but you know, again, we come away bursting with pride, if I'm honest with you. You know, it's, um, what we as you say, 10 games left to go. You know, we're still battling for promotion. We've got a really competitive team. You know, we've got, in my opinion, the best coaching staff in, in the league, if not the league above. So much so that we know this because there's so many other clubs that are going in for them and the same with the players. But every one of them shows us so much loyalty. And that's why, you know, we do the same to them and, we, tra we travel over, uh, behind them everywhere they go. Um, it was great for me to see all my uh, my design. And I'm going to take personal ownership for that because I'm the one who got the hats in. So to see all the Dunstall Town hats around there, I genuinely believe it was a 50-50 split in the the, um, the stands. What do you think in terms of our away fans at the minute? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a really good attendance last night considering it was bucketing down with rain and windy and cold. I thought Leighton fans, Dunstable fans, I thought we, yeah, I thought we turned out well. I mean, it's easy for me, mate. I'm only five minutes around the corner. So it's, it's, it was decent for me, to be honest. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I thought the attendance was good. It was, like you say, there was a, there was a lot of blue hats around. Uh, there was a lot of Dunstable Town fans there. You could just, you could hear that when we scored. Likewise, of course, there was a lot of Leighton Town fans there. Local derby, you know what I mean? Leighton versus Dunstable, always draws the crowd. It's always 99.9% .9 of it is good friendly banter between the between the fans, between the dugouts, you know what I mean? I know Joe uh, respects fully uh, Bertram, the manager of uh, Leighton Town and vice versa, I think. You know what I mean? I think the feeling is mutual. But yeah, 
It was just um, it was theirs on the day, mate. And uh, you know, not can't blame the ref. I thought even ref watched last night, mate. I thought he did all right. To be fair to him, I wasn't. But do you know what? I was going to come on here and say how bad they they played, and it's the same every bloody week. And it, bloody bloody blah. But do you know what? Yeah, hundred percent. They were a really good team last night. Happy to talk to both teams. You know, they potentially could have been a second penalty for us, but that's you know when I'm really being pedantic and. You know, there was a kick away of the ball. But, yeah, do you know what? If we could have them every single week, I would be a happy man. And oh, it was geez, yeah. Sorry, mate, go on. And it was consistent. And, you know, the one thing that we asked for each and every week, the ref was consistent with his decisions. Yeah, no, I honestly, I've got no qualms about the ref, the linesman, you know, the linesman our side second half, bless him, he was getting a bit of stick for not keeping up with play. But exactly <laughs> a spring chicken, to be fair to him. Um, but no, I thought the, I thought the officials did well, you know what I mean? I thought they controlled the game well. It's a bit like when we played them uh, over at Creasy back in uh, when is yeah. it, October. But the referee, uh, admittedly, he was from a couple of leagues above. But um, I thought, I think you need good officials for like local derbies, big games, top of the table clashes. You don't want it to be spoiled by a refereeing decision. I mean, you've only got to look at what happened to Biggleswade last week. It could be us, you know what I mean? Obviously, that wasn't a top-of-the-table clash, but, it, you know, the referee, their sport, a very good game of football against two teams that were going at it. So, yeah. I'm glad to see that the officials didn't spoil last night. Um, I was a bit like you, mate. I woke up this morning. I was like, do you know what? Ten games to go. Anything can happen. And as we look yeah. forward to them ten games, Matt, so we look at the league table now. Dunstable Town uh, played 28, 1-15, drew 8, lost 5, uh, goal difference of 25 on 53 points. Um, St. Pantillamon, it's easy for me to say, St. <laughs> Pantillamon uh, on 56 points in third and Stopfold played 29 in second on 62. So realistically, let's be honest, we're chasing Stopfold in second. Yeah. Um, how do you see the chase going with 10 games to go? If you look at our next two, Risborough at home this Saturday, all being well, even though the weather looks disastrous. Um, so we should be at home, hopefully on Saturday. And then we travel to seventh place, Cot Fosters, uh, who are on 46 points. Um, as you see the next couple of games going, like Joe says, 10 cup finals now to play for. And it, there's, there's definitely going to be more twists and turns. You know what I mean? I still think, we, you know, we're on 53 points. Simpan Telemon on 56 points. Like I say, Stopfold on 62. And Leighton are top with 63. So... Let's be honest, we're chasing Stockfold. So how do you see the next 10 games going? Would you say you've got to at least look... Oh, we want to win them all. Yeah. Yeah, win, definitely. Win eight or nine, draw one. You know what I mean? You can't... The, the only downside to this is good. I think we can easily win all 10. This team really puts our minds that we can. But this stage of the season, especially with Risborough on 47 points behind us, the pressure's kind of on. We can't slip up, can we? No, 100%. Um, Risborough, we still have to play them. I think they're the only team that we're yet to play. Um, we need to play them both, obviously, home and away. Um, you know, they're they're a good team. Yeah, but there is yeah. a lot, a lot of good teams. And there's a lot of teams at the minute who's really starting to find their stride. Um, all up and down the league. You know, you look at um, the likes of Levy. You know, they were early leaders. They fell away. They're starting to come back in terms of their performances. Yeah. Crawley Green. Crawley Green, yeah, you can't discount them at the minute. Same as big as Wage United. Obviously, we still have to play them at home. Um, but so do all these other teams. You know, uh, Leighton still have to go to all these places and uh, deliver results. Um, so does Stockfold. Obviously, Stockfold and Leighton play each other literally two days before we play Stockfold. So that's a very big week for Stockfold. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. We need to just try and get as many points on the board as possible. Um, you know, try not to worry too much about what other people are doing at this current time. 
And whatever happens, happens. And at the end of the season, if we finish second and we put go in that playoff, you know, I'll be made up with that. And so will the rest of the club and the fans, everybody like that. Um, but if we don't, then we don't. And we build again, uh, ready to go for next season. You know, because let's face it, you know, this we've we've invested in this in this season, but not to the point of it's going to uh, send us bust. You know, we're, we're still looking to post, uh, you know, good results in terms of finances over the, for the period. You know, we haven't gone into debt to do this. You know, we are really, really, you know, sustainable. And that's what I'm really proud about. You know, the fact that we're able to challenge um, on, you know, essentially a budget that nobody else I don't think would be able to do. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate. Apparently, we've got the biggest budget in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm 100% agreeing with you. I mean, we've already made great strides. If you go back uh, a season this time last year, you know what I mean? We were on a, I think our 10-game unbeaten run, I think come up on my Facebook memories this morning, saying we'd gone 10 games unbeaten. And that's from pretty much when Joe got here to steady the ship. And then we went on a good run that moved us up. Like We were happy to be in like the top 10. You know, you think from where we were when Joe and Dirks and everyone else come in, we were rock bottom of the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hadn't won a game. I remember, you know, the, the, that season starting out. I mean, we got absolutely thumped in the FA Cup. We were shipping goals five, six, and, you know, we weren't having shots. We weren't, I was going to games and watching us, weren't even having shots on target. Weren't even having an effort on goal in a game. So we've made huge strides to where we are. Don't get me wrong. Gutted to lose last night. Never want to lose any game of football. Don't want to lose anything. Anything to do with sport that I'm involved in. I don't want to lose. You don't play sport to lose. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've got 10 cup finals now to play, starting with Brisbane this week. And when you look at the league table, you know, and this Dunstable team, we said it after we played Shefford. I said it to Joe, if any team can bounce back. And I don't even feel like bounce back's the right word. Because like I said, mm. I don't think we played that badly last night. It's not like we're sitting there going, oh my God, we've got stuff 4 0. <laughs> We didn't play very well. We need to really bounce back this weekend. Put that kind of performance in on Saturday. Get a little bit more luck in front of goal. Yeah, and we, we won't have any. Points. We won't have any issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, we're playing at home at Creasy. You know, what I mean that always helps us when we play at home in front of our own fans. It's always good. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm philosophical about the the remaining games. The one thing I wanted to ask you about would be interesting. Obviously, we've no uh, we had no Dunny. And smudge at the weekend. It's a good. They use this term in football a lot. Good selection uh, to have for Joe. Obviously, with Rory and Harry playing yeah. tremendously well last night. I thought, you know, I'm not just saying this because, but mate, I thought Harry Bowman was fucking amazing. Probably the deepest I've ever seen him playing. Like sweeping up in front of that back four, and him and Rory were just collecting the ball, getting it out wide. Sort of got it forward through to Kelvin and Faulkner. Good to see Faulkner back on the pitch as well. Yeah, you know, he got a lot of minutes out of him. Um, had you know, shuffled, shuffled with injury. What kind of team selection are you thinking this week? You know, obviously you've got Sellers that's come back into the fold now. Uh, we're not sure uh, about Alfie. I mean, obviously Joe will let us know. Maybe if I speak to him on Friday, who trained on Thursday. Um, you know, we're not sure what's happening with Smudge, but obviously Rory and Harry sitting centre midfield are it's a good problem to have. Right? I mean, what what would you do team selection wise this weekend? Well, if I'm being really honest with you, I th I think we should just uh, stick with what we got at this current time. I think. Um, you're right in terms of Sellers coming back. He gives something extra, I feel, in the middle of the, the park. Uh, but that's not at the detriment of maybe Rory and Harry because, yeah, with Harry especially, I think that's the best uh, performance I've seen him in a Dunstable Town show, which is great. Same with like Rory. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, when he started uh, games last season, I had a few conversations with a couple of people and, and if I'm honest, I didn't understand the fascination of, you know, what I thought, yeah, he gets about a lot, but he's not actually impacting the game a lot. 
hey, mate, you know, I will hold my hands up and say Rory has really proved me wrong um, and shows why I'm standing at the other side of the fence because I know absolutely jot all about football. Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, he was he's over this season, since he's come in for, for tea, um, I honestly believe that he's, you know, probably one of our best players so far this season, which is, you know, testament to the loyalty, again, that Joe shows to the players, that he yeah. has faith in our ability. Yeah, I mean, um, mate, we've, we've got 10 games, 10 games left. The end-of-season awards are going to be good, right? For player of the season, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, if I'm honest, you know, I was talking to Abby the other day when we was watching London Colney, and, you know, there's I had my selection. I won't say who it was, just to, you know, not, not sway other people. Not that I ever would, I don't think. But, uh, uh, yeah, we was having a bit of a tough time of, you know, who actually would be the, the player of the season because we were mentioning four or five different players and then it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, this one's really moved on. But, um, yeah, honestly, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a really good night. Yeah, yeah. another uh, player that um, I, was, I, was standing, I was chatting to Braden Abbey as well last night and we were talking about how good Ethan he, he, I thought he'd done tremendously well, you know what I mean? In a hard, yeah. physical, tough game. You're you're seeing these, it sounds really not cliche, but these like these these lads are becoming men now. I mean, Ethan was flying into some tackles last night. He's like not phased by anything. I remember back in the day when I was like 17, 18 year old lad, sometimes when you I was stepping into men's football and you know, we the lads I grew up, we we were kind of all used to it. I remember having some lads playing in our teams who were so timid and a bit shy to go into tackles. Ethan, again, I said this, I think I said it to Abby and Brad when I was chatting to him last night. I think he could go very, very far in the game, like many of our players, but just using uh, Ethan as an example, mm. that kid, if he wanted to, I think could be a pro footballer at one stage in his life. Like many, uh, there's quite a few of our, our lads, you know, you, see, you you look at players like Tolu and you know, Rory, who knows where his career is going to go. So many, so many young guys coming through. Um and that's testament to the club. It's testament to Joe that he's shown faith in them. We've saw some of the under-18s that have come in uh, yeah. the last few weeks. So we've already got one group that we're talking about. This time next season, Matt, you and I could be sitting here talking about a completely different three or four players that go, oh, do you remember them? And like when we watched them at the under-18s, you remember, oh, we're, co- we're comparing them to, oh, he's a bit like Ethan. Now look, Ethan's like doing this now. Or Rory's doing this. Or Tolu, you know, loads of players, sellers. There's plenty of them that could be have got so much potential. And last night, I think they all, like Joe says it all the time, I want men, I want people to get bloody noses, you know, all that kind of mantra, which I think is really good. And I thought last night, you know what? They were putting their foot in. You look at people like Crilly flying into tackles. Davo did really well at left back. See, he hasn't played loads of football since his injury. Wow. It was a boggy-ish pitch, you know. I, I thought we did really well, mate. Uh, you know, I was really, really proud of the players, really, really proud of the club. You know, everyone conducted themselves well. There was nothing, you know, it was good friendly banter off the pitch, which was yeah. good. You know, maybe a few of my Twitter DMs were interested in this movie, But <laughs> I'm only, you know what I mean? It's it's all it's all good fun and games, mate. But yeah, I mean, as for the selection, be interesting. We, we usually do tweak it a little bit every now and again for the games. Like Joe does like to make the odd change. You've got Manny coming back now into the fold as well. But I'm kind of with you this weekend. Maybe Tolly was kind of wingy backy-ish last night. Maybe I'd like to see him get a little bit more forward. I think that's, like me and you... That's where he does his best work, if I'm honest. Yeah. Forward, yeah. He is, don't get me wrong, he's very, very good at wing back, but... I know we lose something out of it when we have him at wing back, but I do like Tolu 
further forward and you know you look at what we've done over recent weeks when like Smudger or Dunny get the ball and it goes straight out wide to Tolu and he's all right going forward then because he hasn't done go it's not that he isn't going to go back but his first overall thought is to go forward take players mm-hmm. on get the ball in the box and then when you've got Webby Kelvin Faulkner you know yada 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 in in there it's good you know he hasn't got to worry about oh, I'm wing back can I can I commit to this run because then I've got to get back and you know it kind of it does play on players minds I think but yeah mate I'm Fully agreement. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here recording this with you, mate, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the remaining ten games. I'm pretty sad that there's only ten games left of the season, mate. I, you know, <laughs> pre-season Saturday afternoons are looming quick that we ain't gonna have football. So, I hope we get second place, mate, just so we can um, extend the season for another week or so. But no matter where this club finishes this season, mate, I think we've come on great strides. Don't get me wrong. I know Joe and Dirks and all the boys will be devastated if we if we don't go up this season, but I've given it absolutely everything, and I know. For a fact that they'll give it, I don't know what you think, they'll give it absolutely everything with the 10 games remaining. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, going back to what you were saying about people like Ethan and Calvin and stuff, uh, you know, these guys really uh, absolutely love playing for the club and love playing for Joe. And you could see the difference between that when those guys were coming off and um, I forget, I think it's Bex, uh, when he come off and he threw his shirt down in disgust and walked off. I was like, whoa. I, I just <laughs> Imagine that doing that with a joke. <laughs> I just don't see that would happen um, for us, first and foremost. And even if it did, there's absolutely no way that player would be back in the squad, let alone the team. I think Joe would call him out in the car park. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you obviously mentioned about, uh, you know, wanting to extend the season. That, absolutely. That's what we want to do. And that's been, always been our sole intention um, to for this season. We want promotion. Um, and if I'm honest, that's that's everybody. That's the coaching staff. That's the the club, the committee, the fans, everybody. And and that's the thing that I at this current time, I feel we're so cohesive as a unit. And it just go, goes to show how much uh, um, leaps and bounds we've moved since uh, the fans took over. You know, when unfortunately we had to inherit, you know, quite a considerable amount of debt from from previous regimes. And you know. It's even down to the bits and pieces like our sponsors. You know, we've got great sponsors, really good relationship with them. Whereas when we took over, um, you know, there's previous businesses wouldn't uh, wouldn't deal with us because of poor experiences and uh, broke oh, really? Jesus. Uh, broke promises and that. And at this current time, I, I really feel we've got such a sustainable model. You know, we don't worry if um, one person doesn't pay their um, ownership. We obviously want everybody to pay their ownership and make sure you know we get as many owners as possible. And with over a hundred, I think we're in a really strong place. But if one person drops out, there's so many other people that they come into the fold. We don't rely on you know the the individual who can fund the club, and that's great because it just shows how sustainable we are now. And that also it goes on to the supporters as well, not just the the owners. Yeah, we we would love every person to come through our gate to become an owner, and you know we will continue to push that because it's such a good thing what we're doing at Dunsford Town. I genuinely believe that, I'm not just saying it because I'm part of the board, but you know where our sport our support has grown um, at so so much recently. Well, not recently over the last couple of seasons, you notice that in terms of our vo- volunteers as well. It's you know so many more people willing to help this club, so many more. And it's not just one man band and. You know, when when you, I looked around last night and I thought, wow, I can't see a steward here. You know, you, that maybe that's just my shock because that's so. That's just one of the things that we just have on a, a daily basis because we have the volunteers that are willing to devote the time and you know 
do put on a, a tabard and make sure they're, they're seen for the uh, supporters to make sure if there's any issues, they, can, they know who they can go to. But again, you know, and I just want to throw it out there. I'm so grateful for everybody they do, even yourself. And I'm not just going to, you know, give you a little tap on the back just because you're here on a podcast. But, you know, even this, there's not a club in this league that's doing a podcast apart from us. And that's for us, um, you know, a testament to the work and the effort and, you know, the um, loyalty that everybody's shown to this club. So, yeah, just want yeah. to say thank you to you. No, no, mate. Honestly, I even met uh, my mate um, Andy. It was a big shout out to Andy. He's a... Um... He's a bit huge Leighton Town fan. I know he's having some struggles off the pitch. Uh, Andy Griggs is a really, really good guy. Really not a really good friend of mine. I speak to him quite often. Massive, massive Leighton Town fan. He come up to me and he said, "Look, keep up the good work with the podcast, Andy." He said, "Like you, what you and you and your colleague do, Matt uh, do." He said, "I love listening to you. He said, it's so good for non-league football." And a couple of the other Leighton fans, one of them heard me shouting at something. He goes, "You're the guy that does the podcast." So I was like, "Yeah, mate." <laughs> he was like, "He goes, you know what?" He goes, "I love it." And I'm like, "That's coming from a Leighton fan." He's like, "Look," he goes, "It's so good for non." league football i know Leighton have got their youtube channel that they do and obviously we've got our podcast you know and i think everything like that is great the, the more you can get the word out there about non-league football and you know because don't get me wrong we all watch premier league and some might watch Luton and watford and in the like championship football and stuff but for me it's always been non-league football and that's not just that's Dunstall fans that's Leighton fans that's when i grew up being like watching wildstone up and down the country it's when i laced up my boots and played non-league football for me has always been more important than the Premier League. If Dunstable are playing away in some forgodsaken part of the land and someone offers me a free Tottenham ticket, I'm going to go and watch Dunstable all yeah. the time because non-league football to me is it's everything. It's like it's my whole weekends for, you know, X amount of months of the season. It's, it consumes my Saturdays. I enjoy doing a podcast about it. It's great last night to hear that, you know, Leighton Town fans are just listening to... You know, just because, you know, they hear about non-league football and they probably hear us most weeks ranting and raving about referees when we go away or we have it at home. But it's all good humour. And like you say, I just said to, I was chatting to one of the Leighton guys, I said, look, you guys are doing the same with your YouTube channels. You know, you do it different to us. You do YouTube. We do a podcast. We do it. We do it this way. And, um, but, you know, fan, the always be well Dynamo's guy said to us, look, love your podcast. I listen, listen every week. And that meant a lot to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't have to listen. Probably doesn't know half the things we're talking about sometimes because it's specific to our team. And I'm like that when I might watch a YouTube thing or another team. I was down uh, Loverstoft at the weekend. I was chatting to a few of their media guys and what they do. I went oh. and watched them play last Saturday. So the word of non-league football is getting out there. And at Dunstall, mate, the, the, you know, the things that we do on the pitch are really good. Like Joe's moved that on. But the things we're doing off the pitch are tremendous. Like you say, we're a fan-run club now. Obviously, I didn't know the previous regime, so I've got nothing really to go on. But, you know, from the things you're telling me, the way that we're, it's run now to back in the day, it's night. It is night and day. Uh, yeah, the club, you know, the club is looking. You've only got to look around at the attendances on a on a Saturday and the way when we travel away midweek. We're in the Biggleswade last week, and it was pretty much all Dunstable Town fans there. Pretty much, the, you know, the ground was full of them. So yeah, mate, non league football is going in the right direction. Hopefully, Dunstable Town, you know, we'll get back to winning ways this weekend. We are at home to Risborough Rangers. You can find us at three o'clock at Creasy Park. Please do come down and uh, give the lads some support. And then we haven't got a game midweek next week. Funny enough, this stage of the season, we're not playing. I think we've uh, the week after we are away to Cockfosters. But Matt, what other things have the uh, club got going on over the next few days? Mate, where's this Porter cabin opening, by the way? When do I get to an interview in my own uh, chair? Progress on that. Uh, we have uh, had the wrap on the outside of the, the port cabin. So that's uh, all looking lovely. It's all branded up with the Dunstable Town colours and the badge. And it, do you know what? From the outside, it looks great. So now it's a case of sorting out the inside. 
just literally about five minutes before I come on here, I had a conversation with Neil. Um, he's just given me a link to pay for some uh, furniture in there. So all the tables and chairs will be delivered to Creasy soon. Uh, Dan, one of our directors, he's uh, been very fortunate to get a free kitchen from the company that he works for. So I'm really grateful to them. So that will be opening soon. By the end of the season, I think is going to be our target. With then a, a grand unveiling, I think, in a pre-season friendly, if we can get a decent... Uh, uh, decent uh, team down to, to play us in one of our pre-season friendlies. But coming up soon, uh, so obviously tomorrow night is youth football. So the under-18s travel to Pancake Lane to play Leverstock under-18s. And Sean has done an amazing job with those guys. As you say, we've had a few of those come into the first team. And if I'm honest, there's a few more, I reckon, by the end of the season. Um, just keep your eye open, in my opinion, for the lad Caleb. I just think he's you know something different. Um, and then on Saturday, last Saturday, obviously, we had our, our first trial for the year five and six girls. Uh, we had 34 people, uh, 34 girls come along and uh, we had some free training from the club. Uh, so thank you to Joe Levine and uh, the people who helped him. Um, and then, but because obviously it wasn't the nicest weather, there is going to be another trial this Saturday between half nine and half ten at Creasy Park. So if anybody's interested, Please register the interest at dustwithtownlionesses at gmail.com. Then moving onwards to Saturday afternoon, obviously, as you say, we are playing Risbra. And again, because we couldn't put it on last Saturday, we are putting on a page uh, one at the gate. So literally come along, bring a couple of friends, chuck a couple of coins in the bucket and um, yeah, just come watch uh, uh, us bounce back from our unfortunate defeat last night. And just lastly, going on to those who are members, you would have received an email from um, from the club if you haven't checked your junk folder uh, in regards to signing up for the lifestyle cards, uh, which again entitles you to free, but not free, so discounts across the country. And for, in my opinion, is uh, just another reason why everybody should become a Dunstable Town owner and help support your local club. Yes, very well said, Matt. Very well said. Uh, is the Pie and Mash Man going to be there this weekend? Because he wasn't there last weekend. Oh, do you know what? I think I saw an email from um Andrew. Please tell me yes. Say so, yes, he is. Oh and my god, mate. Honestly, that is if you honestly any Dunstable fans listening to this, if you haven't gone round to that pie and mash kiosk yet, oh my god, it's incredible. <laughs> so honestly, getting... I'm, I'm purposely not gonna eat your morning, mate. Just yeah, fucking get stock up. So we're gonna have him twice more before the end of the season. So basically we're gonna hey, have... get him to Kate at the end of the season, do mate. <laughs> I want him in there. <laughs> so we're gonna have him for the Risford game. And also our last home game of the season against Harpenden, which uh, we've just agreed with the league as well. But that is, again, going to be uh, pay what you want at the gate. Um, so, yeah, on the last game of the season, hopefully the weather's improved because uh, I'm Jeez. fed up with seeing rain, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and, yeah, I just want to pack out the ground, mate, and just yeah, give those lads on the pitch a massive round of applause for everything that they've achieved this season. And hopefully... Uh, cheer them on on the way to what is hopefully going to be a, a massive game up at Stockfold for the last game of the season. Yeah, most definitely, mate. Most definitely, very well said. And yeah, like I say, we're at home this Saturday, everyone. Anyway, if you are free, come down and uh, check us out. You can find us on Snow and Fine. You can find us on social media, and a lot of people do find us on social media, Matt. Trust me, I woke up this morning <laughs> and I had some interesting tweets. It's all good fun and games. Uh, at DTFC Pod is our Twitter. Uh, you can go on to uh, Facebook as well and type type in Talk of the Town Podcast. You can find us on there. The link tree's there. Google Pod, Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can get uh, 
uh, podcast. But Matt, um, you and I will do this all again probably on Sunday and I will be back with Joe post-game on Saturday, mate. But it's been a pleasure, Matt. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom, mate. Actually, all right, mate, to be fair. There's 10 games to go, 10 cup finals, mate. If, if, if any team could do it, mate. It's going to be us, mate. So let's 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 give it. I know us fans will be giving it absolutely everything. I know the lads will give it absolutely everything, and uh, let's see where it takes us, mate. The future's blue, mate. You know <laughs> it is, mate. It's the bloody skies, and really at the moment. But <laughs> Matt, I'll catch you. I'll catch you at the weekend, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much for everything, buddy. No worries. This has been the Talk of the Town podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with the amazing Matt Carrion, vice chairman of Dunstable Town FC. Till next time, everybody. Up them, mighty blues. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to today's Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at DTFC Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Talk of the Town podcast.